When are we, have we started? Yeah, uh, no, I was going to put that. Is, was going to be it, my. Is this like uh, Mayo but, and Kamo before they? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put. That, I'm going to put that in for the. Uh, Blimey, Charlie! All right. Okay, I will start. I don't think anybody would actually get. Gonna start pretty. Gonna start pretty soon. Support for this podcast comes from Mailchimp. Mailchimp? No, Chimp. Mailchimp. Fucking idiot. From the Colfax Building. Plumbers Row, Allgate East. This is the OMT FFL podcast. Welcome to the third OMT FFL podcast with Chairman Alex Freed. Good morning, all. And Barry Glenn Dennings, younger younger son, Richard Fox. Good morning, bro. Um, I'm doing I'm doing wonderful because today's episode is all about stats. Um, so before we before we get to all of the stat attacks, I just want to get a general flavour for how you feel the league is going so far. Firstly, Rich, firstly Richard, we've got a week off for the FA Cup, so some respite from all the from fierce competition. Yeah. How how I'm, do you see things at the moment? I'm actually relatively pleased with Edinburgh Glory's mini revival over the last few weeks. Uh, I've, in general, the, the biggest problem I had is, is captaincy switching. So, moving away from Danny Ings a couple of times hasn't helped. So I could have put more points, but Kazola has taken take that some other slack. Um, and hopefully, now McCarthy's back, I actually have a full team. And of course, Jordan Much got his transfer from QPR to Palace, which was good news all round. Thank you for everyone involved in that transfer. Um, in terms of the league in general, um, it looks like it's all going pretty much according to plan and for everyone else um, it's going to be a straight shootout between top three um, and at the bottom end well um, and it's actually surprisingly doing quite well uh, despite paying zero attention to what his team is doing um, and Tiggy had an unfortunate cut defeat to Tiggy last weekend um, because of just some outrageous performances from ridiculous players um, like uh, Chris Brunt, eleven points. Um, but yeah, in general, we're relatively happy with the with the, the sixth place. And I see you're doing quite well now, actually. Um, in absolute, up to seventh place. Absolute, absolute prime form. Willian coming good. Just twenty five weeks later, twenty five weeks into the season, Willian really hitting his straps. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Boney to come. Yeah, to come back from uh, the African Cup of Nations to sit on City's bench. Yeah, that, that of course, I mean, you're of course forgetting the, the year of the which is still to kick in uh, 2015, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's only 62 points this season. Just the hundred, just the 114th place in, 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 in the ranking. So, you know, his, his best moments are still to come, but I'm, com- I'm confident think, he will break 100. I think you've got the ingredients for, for a top four challenge. It's that's not the system that I'm trying to build. As we've discussed, I'm going for a Mike Ashley system of uh, stability, stability without without impressing anyone. Well, bro, can I can I bust in? 
No. <laughs> um, well, I, I was actually, I am going to say something quite complimentary about, about your team. Uh, I, I've always been quite positive about your teams in the past. I, I remember a couple of years ago, you were very unfairly um, dealt a cruel blow when uh, Van der Vaart um, left just after we drafted. Um, I, I, I'm looking at your team now, and you know if, if you'd have made a few more sort of canny late draft purchases, you, know, you, you substitute Santon Nastasic, Paulinho for three guys that just start at mid-table clubs. I, I can see this team making a real run. I think Lukaku's going to get a lot better sooner or later because Everton have to get better. So it's, it's, it's actually you know, remarkable that he, he dropped that far. Well, that, that's just not going to be acceptable. <coughs> that's not going to be acceptable. Wow. Yeah, it was actually... Um... I could have been more pre-programmed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was actually Peter Crouch phoning you up Sorry. to compliment you. Sorry, it's actually, um, actually Costa Coffee's Fresh Patel bringing me. A, a word, too, on Costa, who responded to your scathing criticism of in the last podcast recording by... Scoring a hat trick the very next game. Yeah. Well. <laughs> no, he, he 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 did he did and and um, yeah I mean he actually scored scored two goals and an assist but um, I I I do stand by what I say about Costa in that he's he's very reliable in, in terms of his scoring patterns uh, until that you know he'd scored a lot of uh, a lot of weeks he'd only got one goal or maybe an assist. Um, and, and, and I do think that if you're going to spend 20 million on one player, you, you need someone a bit more explosive than Costa. But, but I, I, I will take the hit there because I was obviously. I mean, I, I would totally disagree. I think if you're picking, say, top, top six, top seven star, star, tier one players, you've got Torre Aguero, Hazard, Sanchez, Rooney, and then Costa. He's in that bracket. He, he is certain, almost certain to get points. He'll get goals in most games. Yeah, but all, all, of those people. Really, only Sanchez and Hazard have really done well this year. Because, uh, I mean, Rooney's been a been a disappointment. Van Persie and Torre, they, they've been okay. They, they, they're your steady any types, but they're not they're not pulling up any trees. And, and if you've if you've sort of invested twenty million out of fifty million on one of these guys, you're expecting a real heavy hitter. You know, your yeah. talisman, your guy is going to bring you to the promised land. Yeah. And, and most of these guys at the top are just not doing it. Yeah. But yeah. going back to what you said before about how it's a three-horse race, um, I've got two points here. One, there's been a lot of talk recently. That, um, there's been a lot of talk this year that the top of the table has been negative. And I know that uh, Mr. Miller has been uh, has been leading this this line. No, there's um, one person at the top of the table who's been negative. You're referring to me. Yes. See, I, I, installed just... installed in week one as favourite and has been has been in first place throughout the season. It's hard it's hard to it's hard to put up with a constant pessimism. It's, it's not pessimism when you look at someone like Lloyd's team now. When you look at his team at the moment, it's scary. And I'm looking at it right now and I'm a bit scared. You know, I've you know, storage in fine form. Hidei's now Hidei playing is a bonus we had before. He's got Fabregas still to come back. You know, Di Maria playing up front, that's got to be good. Everyone in his team starts, a bunch of them for good teams. I mean, he's got a Southampton defender. 
I, I, I will be amazed if he doesn't come out on top. I, I, I believe I can win, but really this team is strong. Uh, last, I, I, last, I credit to Lloyd, really. I, I really do, because he drafted a phenomenal team. In the last game week, you, you picked up 41 points with eight players playing. Yeah, that's insane. And if you could get that without having you know, probably your two main point scorers in Austin, three, sorry, three, Sigurdsson, Austin and Sterling, not playing, then however well Lloyd's drafted, that's not going to be beaten. Particularly when uh, Sigurdsson should be raring to go following his, his three-match suspension. Yeah, if, if you if you delve deeper into my team, you've got Ben Davies out of the picture, completely out in the cold. Jeff Cameron, um, given away two penalties in two weeks, got sent off yesterday. Things are not looking particularly great for him. Uh, Barkley, really, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm losing patience with him. The rest of Merseyside has already lost patience with him. <laughs> and you've got Snodgrass out for the season. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. Uh, long out, indefinitely. <laughs> You look at my team, it doesn't fill you with dread. You know, I, when I look at Lloyd's team, when I look at Kieran's team, even Ollie's team, I get scared. You know, I, I, honestly, I, 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 it keeps me up. <laughs> I, I agree on the surface, you're right. But the fact that you're still winning points, even without those big players, shows you that it's, it's, you don't have to be that worried because you've always got people getting nothing points every single week. Well, I mean, I've, I've said it before. For me to win, it just requires other people to to, to get unlucky, and ho- hopefully, hopefully that happens. Um, but I, I, I really, I really do want to make the point that it's it's not pessimism; it, it, it's just realism. So, I'm not the I'm not the only person w- with a database of stats at their fingertips. Chairman Alex Freed has also been compiling some some stats on of his own. Yeah, well, what I've done is I've looked at um, where everyone came in each week. So for the first week, for example, I, I, I was top, uh, Kieran was 12th, etc. And I've basically made a, a grid which shows, uh, shows where everyone's come each week. And I've got some key stats... Um, that will show, you know, where people are placing, uh, to try and give us a sort of an idea of, of, of why some of these guys are at the top. Uh, and if, if I may, I'll just take you through some highlights. So, the top, uh, the two people who have come first place the most times, Lloyd and Kieran, four each. Um, and I, I, I think this is quite obvious because they've got those heavy hitters. They've got these guys who can propel them to the big weeks. But interestingly, Tiggy has three weeks where he's been top of the league, which is astounding considering how, how low down he is. Um, and Effie, who's in fifth, and who I think is actually well-poised to do really well, has no top-place finishes. He, even Danny Fox has more top-place finishes. That's extraordinary. Yeah. I, I think with Effie's team, he's just uh, steady and consistent is just the word. I mean, thirty-eight, basically 38, 39 points per week, every single week. Almost no better, no worse. I mean, a top, a top of fifty-five, a lowest of nineteen. But that was a week where everyone seemed to have shockers. Like, pretty much, he's he's there, hovering around forty points without 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 a 
you know, really exciting the fans. The fans must be pretty bored of this season. <laughs> but if you, if you look at the way his team is composed, he's very bottom heavy. Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, these guys, Ivanovic, Sacco, etc. You know, they've been big point splitters for him. But it's, it's sixes, it's eights. He doesn't have these huge weeks. Effie, yeah, Effie has 10, 10 goals from defenders. Yeah, which is, which is amazing. I mean, his production, I, I think Ivanovic probably will go down as one of the top five signings of the season. Uh, he's really been, been a great option. Um, if I can move on to the, the top three. So, I mean, I, I, I've never felt like I've been in the dominant position. I, I know I've been top, but I've never always felt like I've been playing catcher. But the stats prove me wrong. I, I've been in the top three, 44% of game rules. I've got to say, it doesn't feel like that when I'm frantically watching Sky Sports News, you know, perspiring, generally, uh, you know, turning myself into a wreck at what's happening around me. Um, and again, Effie is very low on, on, on top three finishes. He's He's been top three for just 20% of the weeks, which... It, it's staggering when you consider he, he's in fifth and, and in, in a good place to, to go to the top. I mean, that's lower than, than Johnny Liss, and it's equal with Tiggy, Rail, and Deepesh. Uh, elsewhere, Gav, really a disappointing season for him. We haven't touched on him yet. Only one top three finish all season. Um, I think he's been very hard done by by what's happened to Ozil, but not a lot to get excited about for that. Um, and when, it, when you when you when you expand it to the top six, Ollie, Oliver Davis, this guy, you know, he's scary. I've said it before. Seventy-two percent of game weeks in the top six, and that's just staggering. The consistency that Ollie has. That's guys like Colback. That's guys like uh, even Vertonghen doing well. He is here to stay. Interestingly, Lloyd only on fifty-two percent of top six finishes, and Kieran actually under 50%. So Kieran, less than half the time, is, uh, is outside of the, is, is, is in the top six. 48% of game weeks is in the top six. What does that tell us about Kieran? It's lucky. <laughs> He's inconsistent. He's got one of those yeah. things, you can see it from his, the way his team is built. You know, if Hazard and Aguero are either unfit or not playing, or, or they're not playing well, he doesn't have the strength in depth to, to really push himself up there. Not like an Ollie. You know, there's there's a good 30%, so 20% difference in, in in the occurrence of them placing in the top six. Um, I, I will speed it up because this is a bit dense. Um, bottom six. Ollie, me, and Effie. Only 20% of the time in the bottom six. And, and that shows you that, you know, it's sometimes it's about being a bit defensive and just not having a bad week. You know, if you have 11 starters contributing most weeks, you can normally be in the top seven or eight, and that's enough to win. Uh, bottom three, Danny, 48% of the time in the bottom. Uh, it's not been a good year for Danny. He's only been in the top six once the entire season, and in fact, he won it that week. Uh, what, a, what a week that was, though. He's actually been bottom for seven weeks out of 25, which is 28% of the time. You know, over a quarter of the game weeks, he's been bottom of the league. Um, and, and actually, I, I, this is the, I think this is the worst start to a season. 
we will ever see. In the first 10 weeks, he came bottom six times and never came higher than seven. I know he's not listening to this, and he never will. But <laughs> I, it's staggering to look at those stats. Uh, just, uh, just a couple of more seconds before we... Just, just, just a quick I, word on I, that. I, 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 can see, I can see Richard's face, uh, and he looks th- no. thoroughly bored. No, no, just a quick word on that. I, he has been issued with a formal warning uh, about next year's competition that unless he bucks up his ideas, then his position is threatened by those other 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 people coming up who would respect the league, given the time of day it deserves. Well, I, I'm not sure if this is public knowledge, but we have appointed, uh, it's a self-titled SACO commissioner. That's going to be Kieran Shivers Proctor. He, he is actually uh, administering the bottom place uh, prize. So so we'll have to wait and see. I, I don't know what he's, he's got in store. I'm guessing it's going to be something for Danny. Um, and, and we shall wait and see what Kieran has in, in store for him. Just, 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 just four more, four more points, okay? Uh, Lloyd, Lloyd was an incredibly hot starter that I think is, I think this fact has been forgotten. He didn't come lower than ninth until game week three. He had a terrible four-week period between 13 and 16, where he came 14, 13, 11, and 14. And this is around Christmas. I, I don't know what happened. Maybe it was Di Maria was out. I think uh, I think he had a lot of injuries and suspensions. But really, that strong opening to the season without Sturridge is quite surprising. Um, Oli, Oli has put together the last 10 weeks. If you take out last week, between game week 15 and game week 25, he didn't come lower than fourth, which is staggering. You, you will never see a period of such consistent excellence. Uh, and, and myself, I really haven't had a game bad game week since game week six. I haven't been lower than 10, 16. There's a couple of sixes and eights and fives and sevens. Nothing like Ollie's amazing run. But I, 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 my analysis of what I'm seeing, that the data in front of me is that the top teams are the ones that never have a terrible week. Now that's the difference between an Ollie and, and say, a Lloyd at this stage. Lloyd would not be happy about that. Well, you know, he, he had he had terrible luck this year, and, and I, I, I've been quite vocal about this. You know, l- luck is a part of this game. I, I don't want Lloyd to feel like uh, particularly hard done by, but I think he has been on the receiving end of some poor luck. Anyway, that that, that, that will wrap up my uh, my segment. Uh, and, um, oh, you're doing that now, eh? For those for those of you that <laughs> for those of you that are still there. Lloyd is still here because um, following what can only be described as a complete failure of the Twitter hashtag AskStato, uh, I had to go off. I had to go offline for some questions, which did eventually come in. Um, so, one the first one that came in from Lloyd was about minutes played in appearances. Uh, I don't have the stats for appearances, but I do have stats for minutes played. And so this is obviously a crucial part. Uh, for putting together a good season. The more minutes you play, the more points are available to get. And so the top two for averages are my two esteemed guests today. Uh, Alex Freed, 1,548 minutes on average um, per player. Uh, Rich And Richard Fox, uh, 1,492 minutes per player. Um, when the top 
that that is available is two thousand two hundred and fifty. So thoughts. I mean, I, I, personally, this is this is this is central to my my philosophy that, that you need to have strength and depth. I, I, I think these stats might be a bit skewed by the fact that um, we both some some teams have two playing goalkeepers and other teams have goalkeeper and a backup, but that would only really be. Um, you know that that wouldn't that wouldn't be such a skewing to, to make these irrelevant. Yeah. So when, so when you look sense. at when you take out the meat, so when you look at the median, then the figures, uh, the oh, figure, the figures do yeah, change I, around. I, so I you're. Would, I would suggest that that is for me at least highly weighted to exactly what three percent. So, yeah. Because uh, I have the goalkeeper playing, every, I see goalkeeper playing every single week, so that's a significant amount of periods points, and I've actually, I've actually suffered a lot of people not playing. So I think I think to that I probably. Down Very interesting. Look at Kieran. Ninth. Ninth most most uh, minutes played. You know that that I I don't think you can win a league with your players not playing that often. Uh, and, and we look Lloyd at third. Uh, that is interesting because the common conception has been that Lloyd has, has had a lot of injury problems. Clearly, a lot of his guys have been getting on the field. Ollie in fifth again, Tiggy uh, uh, in fourth. Staggering. Someone so low down to for his players to be great. So clearly he's got the players just not performing. Yeah, they're just rubbish. But that is to be expected when he's picking up uh, the scraps that's left over. Uh, the second, yeah. the second question that came in was about uh, discipline. So uh, I've taken it that a red card is five times worse than a yellow card based on suspensions. And so the dirtiest player in the game, 42 um, yellow cards for Lloyd, two red cards, whereas Danny has 33 yellow cards and five red cards. This team is absolutely, absolutely destroyed by ill discipline, which is not unlike the manager himself. But uh, you, know, you, know, you know what, that's actually incredible, because Danny, looking at your stats here, he's the second bottom for average minutes played, correct? He, he's barely yeah. got any, but he's the top in ill discipline. So his, his players are suspended. Oh, well, maybe, maybe they're, they're, they're getting suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Effie uh, and Gav, no red cards this season. Remarkable. It is also actually remarkable when you look at the, the real players' stats that Terry has played every single minute and apparently no yellow card and Phil Jagielka has played most of the season with no yellow cards, two centre-backs without yellow cards. Pretty, pretty impressive yeah. stuff. That's a, that's a testament to those players how they've evolved their game as they got older. So they, they aren't able to make those long busting runs and, and push up so high. So they have to take a step back and be much more conservative in their approach. Um, yeah, five years ago, Terry was probably one of the whitest players in the league because he was always trying to be the all-action hero defender. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I think Gav's um, good has been records. Maybe backs up the notion that his team is too nice, not ruthless enough to, to pick up those crucial points. And for what it's worth, and for what it's worth, Kieran, the cleanest player in the league, only twenty-three yellow cards, one red card. Yeah, well, it, it's uh, it really backs up that that theory that sometimes the teams do not resemble their managers. And I was talking to Simon about how his team, uh, you know, of Stoke players and these gritty, you know, Yednak types, don't don't accord to his his football philosophy. And again, you've got Kieran, who, you know, this guy's the dirtiest player in the game, in real life. You know, he's ruthless, he's quite nasty, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll sink to any length. But 
in the game, these guys are, are, are sort of almost goody-goodies. You know, they're a bit too nice, I think. I, I'd like to see a bit more bite in that. I, I agree. Um, one final thing from me, uh, as I delve into my stats archive, that I think a real key for, that's been a real key for Oli. Uh, he's second second highest in the ranks for goals this season, twenty seven of which are from midfield. Yet, with all those creative midfielders, he is eighth on the assist list. Wow! So you, oh, Christian Eriksen, um, a number of goals this season, nine goals this season, Christian Eriksen, but only two assists. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a massive believer in that the league is often won or lost from midfield, and I've followed that strategy for a couple of years. But I think the difference between what me and Ollie did, Ollie went for two big big hitters in uh, Ericsson, Oscar, and so sorry, three big hitters with with Silver. So I still can't believe he got all those three. Whereas I tried to kind of spread it around across four or five supposedly uh, attacking minded creative midfielders. Um, if you can get one or two midfielders firing, combine that with the potential for clean sheets if they're in the top six, top seven side, then you've got an ideal captaincy material there, which is often undervalued in the, in the bidding process. Um, yeah, so someone like someone like Fabregas, for example, next year should be probably in that same bracket as maybe not an Aguero or a Costa, but as a Yaya Torre. Um, he's he's going to be worth that much, particularly with Chelsea's defensive, defensive strength. Um, and Oli's success was really Particularly Ericsson, who's been, been excellent. It's been, um, been well judged. Yeah, you, you, you're right. You're right to mention uh, his 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 trio. Um, but I, I want to bring it back to the other two guys that populate his midfield: Jack Colback and, uh, and Joe Ledley. Colback's got 82 points. Ledley's got 63 points. These guys were free transfers. And you put them together, that's 145 points. But he, he's basically got another hazard. For free. Now, he has drafted incredibly well. That midfield is unbelievable. I don't think we'll ever see a midfield like that. Because all five of them are performing at such a high level. Colback's getting better as the season goes on. You know, Ledley had actually been underperforming. He had a big week two weeks ago. But, you know, we get so engrossed in the heavy hitters, the guys at the top of the draft. Oli's winning because he's got a great supporting cast. These guys that nobody else wanted that are performing. So Oli isn't winning. Just uh, <laughs> that clear. Oh, I mean, he's 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 doing well. And one one final thing from me, showing that stats can also be fun. Um, Lloyd. I, I thought that was the purpose of my second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So Lloyd. So Lloyd is bottom in bottom in goals. But top in assists. Simon, top in goals, bottom in assists. Wow. I'm so, I'm so, I'm Synergy. Surprised. I'm surprised to see... I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Simon. I'm surprised to see his top in goals. Because, you know, you'd expect him to be a lot higher up. Something went wrong with his, his drafting there because he's clearly got some guys that are doing the business. It's, again, it's squad depth. You know, he's a callback and, and a deadly away from a, a, a really great team, I think. Well, I think that also shows us the emphasis on penalty takers because I think a lot of those goals are probably get a knack and Gerard. a penalty spot. Yeah. Um, and that will, I think, be play even bigger part in, in next year's draft in terms of set-piece takers. Yes. That's such a key, often underlooked, uh, avenue for points. 
Well, that, that is that is a reason I drafted Huddleston, but then he missed a penalty in the Europa League uh, game before this season even started and was taken off them Im- immediately. Uh, so that was the benefit of my research. I've been looking at um, the guys who were drafted at the very top of the draft, and a lot of them haven't come off. I mean, you've got Rooney, most expensive player in the draft, really been disappointed. Uh, Sturridge, through injury, been disappointing. Lukaku, disappointing. Mata, disappointing. Ramsey, train wreck. Dzeko, train wreck. Ozil, okay, injury, but train wreck. Giroud, injury. I'm I'm looking at the top players. I'm not seeing the value that we used to see. I don't know whether um, we're picking the wrong guys or maybe there's more rotation in the league, but I, I think it's time for other managers to move away from the sort of the heavy hitter philosophy where you have to get two top players um, and spend sort of 40, 35 million. Uh, and there is so much value to be had, you know, uh, lower down the draft. And just look at someone like Jack Holbeck. You know, this guy, he's been a revelation. He's a heavy hitter and he's, he was free. And on that, bombshell, on that bombshell, as we know, whose poster will be on Freed's wall in the next few weeks? I think that that'll be it. That's it from us. That'll be it from us today. Don't don't forget you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and you can also find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash OMTFFL. Thanks to thanks to Richard Fox. Thank you, Ralph. And Alex Freed. Thank you. And, uh, thanks for everyone who's uh, subscribed as well. Until next time. <laughs>